0: What the hell is the name of
1: this thing? It's Wayne World The award-winning Evan Grant. I can't even count anymore on my finger. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, crown number one. Barry Horn. Right. He tried to
2: get me in mid-shoe.
1: Hello, everybody. and wo- Barry, Kevin, wake up. What? What? Welcome to Ballsy, the football edition. Footballsy. Footballsy. I'm Evan Grant from the Dallas Morning News. Uh, let's change it up. Who are you? I'm Barry Horn, and maybe we should call this Cowballsy. No,
2: it's a cowboy. It's going to be a cowboy! Alone, and hey, I'm Kev- I'm you know Kevin Sherrington. It
1: was it was fine one time when we did the baseball thing because there was a brawl. We called it Brawsy. Why does he? Ha- he has to go a little. He bit He pushes harder. it
3: too far every time. And and on the and on our our hotline we have with us today the inimitable the what? Babe Laufenberg. The who inimitable
1: inimitable yeah it's a hard word to say uh babe loffenberg welcome into ballsy how are you
0: i am great it's always a pleasure being asked to be on this show i have turned down true i turned down a 30 for 30 espn thing on the 1987 strike didn't really want to be a part of that but when i have an opportunity to be a part of this i'm all in
3: how about that i love that i love that great Great. we'll
1: we'll have you on every week then
3: all right now (laughs) we're going to have to ask
2: you right.
0: I don't, lo- I don't
3: love it that much. There you <laughs> <right>. Nobody
2: does.
1: <laughs> well, Nobody you, does. You
2: do like cashing the paychecks, don't you?
0: I'll, I'll never forget, very quickly, I'm, when I, I was down, I interviewed Jimmy Johnson in Isla Murata. Remember that, Barry?
2: Yes, uh, I do, because you called ago. me about it, told me about it ten Man, times. Go ahead.
0: Well, no, about a year after he retired, he hadn't talked to anybody. And anyway, I said to Jimmy, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. We talked about the, the relationship they had and could with Jerry, and could it be like the Beatles, where they were never going to be as good separately as they were together, and I said, were well, you about as close to a married couple as you could be without actually being married? Jimmy thought about it, and he said, uh, we weren't that close. <laughs> <laughs> and I started laughing.
3: I think that's uh, good. All right, so we, before we get started about Dak Prescott, the uh, 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 quarterback that the Cowboys finally drafted uh, and something that you and I have, uh, uh, oh. have, have, have uh, voted for for many years now, I want to. We have to get your impre- your uh, impression of the punch. So, what did you think?
0: Was well, a heck of a punch. Was a no heck of a punch. Just, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I kind of, and unfortunately, I didn't get to hear Evan's take on it earlier, but I did hear Evan get mentioned across the nation when Bannister specifically said Evan, boom, and then went into the explanation. But I, you know, I thought honestly. Oh, when he said he wasn't was going grand. to
1: entertain the question about whether it was yeah. intentional. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you could
1: – I mean, gosh. He shouldn't entertain any of your questions,
3: actually. But anyway. My questions are interesting. Have you ever seen a punch that good on a football field?
0: No, because I always – got a helmet on.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, That's a problem.
0: Now, here here was the smart guy, Randy White. Do you remember this? By chance, the, the guys have been around a while. It was a preseason game against Chicago. And Randy White was in there playing. He ripped the helmet off of – I don't know if it was Mark Bortz, one of their offensive linemen. Ripped the helmet off the guy and then started swinging the helmet at the guy's head. I remember that. That's yes, the, that's yes. the way you get into a football fight—not by punching the guy. You take his helmet off, and then not only do you take it off, you then hit him with it. Wow.
2: Wait, was it was, it, was <laughs> there ever a fight between cowboy quarterbacks do you, oh, that you Mary. can recall? No. <laughs> oh, stop it, Evan. It's, was was there a, was there a Roger Staubach? You should have taught fourth grade. Wow. Was, I'd have job security if I did. And Clint Longley,
3: the mad bomber.
0: Yeah, Clint Longley. Still, would you guys not agree that short of somebody rising from the dead, that that is the interview to get? That is the get of an interview if you ever got a hold of Clint Longley to talk about that? But they did
2: have a
3: fight, correct? Yes,
2: they Longley
0: did. Longley and Starbuck. Yeah. Yes, I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a real Starbucks, fight.
3: Starbucks. He, he snuck up on him. It was a sucker yeah, punch. Yeah, Starbuck
0: was pulling his jersey off. That's a different deal. Now, I... This is funny because all these years, and this is, I guess, a scoop, if you will, um, it's never been revealed because they were trying to hide it. Uh, I, I decked Aitman one time in the locker room, but no, there was no media around at the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and was it a sucker punch, babe?
0: No, it was not a sucker punch. We, we Actually, he threw first at me. Was it I over a woman? One. I ducked it, and then I dropped him. Him like a bad habit. You
3: know, I can see that whole thing happening. I can right, see yeah, it. Now we
0: have, have to call a to get his side of the story.
1: I, I what can was see the whole thing? I, I what got was, you. was the, what I'm was the genesis you. of that? Was it a woman? Was it what? I'm sorry. Was it a woman? What did you guys fight over? Was it like Jamal <laughs> Mashburn and Jason Kidd or it was whoever? It was? Jimmy Jackson. Yeah, Jim Jimmy Jackson and was Jason Kidd.
0: Hey, anyone that Troy dated, I wouldn't fight over.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> man. You know what? You've just given a headline. You just give. I <laughs> promise you, that will be a headline <laughs> on dallasnews.com. Anybody Try Troy dated,
3: fight I wouldn't find. Thanks for being on today, babe. We appreciate it.
0: I used to always say, "Why am I the starter, and you are getting all the good looking women, and you're the
2: backup?" <laughs> oh <laughs> wow! Man. So then,
1: so he came at you over this whole thing, right? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah.
2: All right, let's let's get to why the purpose for your
3: your uh, your raison d'être.
1: Wow. Okay. That that's French.
3: So so the Cowboys let me let me ask you this first. How I many had years, some of that
1: Saturday night? It yeah, was good. It was
3: really good. How many years have you been saying the Cowboys should draft a quarterback?
0: Oh wow. Probably since Aikman retired, you know, right in there. And unfortunately they drafted one, Quincy Carter, in the second round there. But uh, it, it's just been crazy. And they drafted Stephen the McGee is, as well. They drafted Stephen McGee, and, and here's the thing, too. Obviously, they took Dak Prescott. People are talking about he can be the starter. You know, He'll be the backup, but then he will be the starter. Well, they've taken two quarterbacks in the last 25 years in the fourth round, right? Bill Musgrave in 1991, yep. and then Stephen McGee. Well, no, no offense to either of them. Bill never made the team. Great guy, and, and he's, he's been coaching in the NFL now for about 20 years. He's a really good guy. I was there in camp with him. But, you know, he didn't make the team. And then Stephen McGee, we know what happened with him. Um, Again, not a bad player, anything like that. But the notion that they've got their starter now because they drafted Dak Prescott or even that they have their backup now for the next whatever, for Tony's four or five years that he has left, um, uh, that's a big leap of faith right there. It is, but but at
3: least it is a, a leap uh, and and, that's, and that and that's, yeah. that to me that's the thing here when you drafted Stephen McGee and, and as you said listen I, I I knew Stephen a little bit a great kid uh, you know uh, a hard worker but look he didn't have any success in college you know uh, he was it was kind of a square peg in a round hole there and what they were trying to do but to me if you're taking a guy. He yeah, had better at least have had some success in college, right? Now I know that that Tony Romo's track record was exactly uh, blistering there in, in the East. Well, World but Lowe. he had
0: no, but he had success in college. I mean, he was a Walter Payton; he was Player of the Year.
3: Right. Yeah. Well, absolutely. College From that yeah. standpoint, that, absolutely. And so yeah. to think that you're going to make something out of, at, at the most difficult position to make something out of it is, is crazy. But I will say, I do think that, uh, that at least they have taken a step now, and now you can see for a couple of years. But the, to me, isn't this what the Cowboys should be doing every two or three years? Drafting a quarterback, seeing how he does, you know, you got him for a couple of years, you don't see anything there, you 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 cut him loose. Or or uh, if if you have something there and you decide that your your starting quarterback's gonna be around for another ten years, like Jerry seems to think about Tony Romo, then you just you, you trade him. You know, you you trade him somebody else, you pick up a third round pick or a second round pick. Who knows what you can
0: do? I I agree hundred percent. Um and, and when you look at I do the same thing. You, you take a guy, third or fourth. Now, if you ever at the, at the top of the draft and you've got a chance to get a what we'll call a franchise quarterback, which actually they tried to get up and get, obviously, Paxton Lynch this year and weren't successful there. But you take the guy then. But otherwise, you, you keep throwing those those numbers at that position because even if you're at the, as we know, even if you're at the tip-top of the draft, the Jamarcus Russells, uh, you go back to that draft with Tannehill, I believe it was Jake Locker, uh, Christian Ponder, all top 12 picks. None of them really panned out. Tannehill, obviously, his, futures to be determined, but you, you, gotta, you even if you take him at the tip top of the draft, there's no guarantees. We know that. Babe, baby. So why you wouldn't throw numbers at it? And, and I will not go back to Kevin very quickly. I liked the Stephen McGee pick. I liked, here's a guy, he's big, strong-armed, uh, smart, football was important, good kid, had all the things you hope to mold. Now, it didn't work out, but...
2: Well, what, babe, for, babe, babe, what, babe, babe, what was the problem? Yeah. What was the problem? Why, did, why didn't it work out?
0: When I look at Stephen McGee, and I felt this way the whole time, and he just never trusted himself to turn it loose. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if you've got a single matchup, uh, without getting too complicated, I don't mean to be condescending to you, by the way, Mr. Horn, that means talking down to you, by the way. Um,
3: <laughs> he just condescended to him twice. Oh,
2: I'm
0: sorry. Not only about
3: football, but about his knowledge hey, of hey, vocabulary. Hey, you
2: didn't graduate no, but- from Stanford either, okay? You just went there. <laughs>
0: I didn't flunk out. Everybody said, everybody has the assumption I flunked out. No. I was at George Stanford for a year and then, no. Anyway, but, you, so okay, safety in the middle field, that means one-on-one on the comeback backside. I see safety in the middle field. I turn, I throw the comeback. I, I just, he always, it looked like he would see, okay, safety in the middle field, I got the comeback. Okay, how's the corner playing it? By the time you do that, it's too late. And I, I just felt like he never trusted himself to turn it loose. All uh, right, When you watch Tony play, not the yeah, you, know, you don't want to make that comparison because Tony's obviously a wherever you want to say top ten quarterback. But from day one, he he came back. He saw it. He threw it. I mean, he just he just, you could just see he had it. And I'll be I'll be honest with you, I feel the same way about Kellen Moore.
1: Babe, I don't want to waste precious. <laughs> well, hold, on a oh
0: minute, hold on a minute! He just dropped the bomb. He just dropped the there.
3: bombshell, and and you're going to talk. You're, you're say that Kellen Moore is going to be the next Tony Romo.
0: Never said that. Never yes, you, said yes, that. You did. I, yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> but I, I, th- I honestly think people you think are so. missing. I think people are missing out on Kellen Moore. They're missing what he brings to the table. And I go back when I watched Kellen Moore play those last two games. Now he was in an awful rainstorm and windstorm up there in Buffalo, but the offense functioned differently. That's all I. That's all you need to know. The offense functioned differently. It looked different.
2: Better. Different. Better.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. Oh better better it just it looked like an offense
3: i i think my problem with it i think he's throwing with the wrong arm
0: pardon me you think I'm i think throwing he's throwing with the, the wrong arm Isn't <laughs> wouldn't he? it be great if what is he now 27 20, you know probably like 27 years old wouldn't it be great if they said oh my god i just realized I'm right-handed. <laughs> I,
3: think, I'm I think the problem we have with Kellen Moore oh, is, is, is are the physical tools, right? I mean, this is—he oh, no he, he doesn't have Tony's arm. He doesn't have Tony's size. He—he—he he, uh, he doesn't have Tony's. Uh, scrambling
1: ability, and there are a few
3: quarterbacks that have that. According to Baby, has but, his vision. But he, no, what he has is that he, yeah, he's he's fearless, and and uh, and, and
1: and no, I fearless I isn't always a good thing. It's not That's always a good thing, correct.
3: And I and I think he's a I think he's a fine backup quarterback. And I know you have said you were you were perfectly good with the Cowboys going into next season with him as the backup quarterback, which I think I am too. But are would you ever feel like Kellen Moore could be the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys? I, I can't.
0: Go on record as saying yes he can be that guy but i'd like to see just the opportunity again there's so many uh, of you, you go to Ooh. romo did anybody say romo could be the starter now i get but just i asked you that question
3: when, when tony romo was in training camp and you told me i really liked this tony romo guy his rookie training camp and i, oh, at, I loved him. At, at that point let's go over who the quarterbacks were Chad Hutchinson, Oh my God, Quincy Carter. Wait, why the are point? we
2: doing this? Let's get the Dak Prescott. Evan, oh, oh, well, Evan, Evan, did all his prep on Dak Prescott. I didn't, no, he he, just, know he I was left else. out. The did no, I
1: did no preparation what on Dak you, Prescott, just like I do for every podcast. But my God, we are talking about the ch- who wants to listen to Chad to Chuch. Talk. Who wants to listen to Quincy Carter talk and Stephen? Did you McGee watch Hard
2: Knocks? was a we're hell getting of a perspective singer. here. This is we're a we're getting guy,
1: perspective, babe. Did you not come on this show a couple of weeks ago and talk about Dak Prescott and question the accuracy of his arm?
0: Oh yeah, no question. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's where it's going to be. That's why he was it? a fourth
2: round pick, Evan.
0: Yeah, but but it's interesting because the number one characteristic or trait for me for the quarterback and, and there's so many there's there's a hundred reasons why guys fail at quarterback there's only like two that why they fail at running back right well there might be three at receiver but there's a hundred reasons uh, or a hundred traits that you need uh, any of which can can be a fatal flaw but if the number one thing for me can you throw it straight you've got to be able to throw it straight if you can't throw it straight it, it doesn't matter and i always like When you hear somebody giving an analysis of a quarterback, be it a prospect or a pro, he's he's got size, he's big, he's escapable, it's important to him, it's this, it's that, the guy's this, he's the first one in the weight room, last one to leave the building, he just needs to work on his accuracy. (laughs) That's at the very top of the list.
1: So what do you know about Dak Prescott, and and based on what the Cowboys were drafting, can Dak Prescott at some point in time be the starting quarterback?
0: I, I such a tremendous leap of faith. Can he be? I, I can't say he can't be. But am I going into it saying we have just found? Like as we sit here today talking on what May sixteenth or whatever it is, do I look at Dak Prescott and say, well, the Cowboys just found their starter"? No, <laughs> no. L- let me. Yeah, let, me let me. But I didn't. Nobody looked at Tony Romo in training camp in two thousand three and said. Oh wait a minute, babe! I got to tell you, you something.
3: I got to tell you. Evan wants no perspective on anything. He doesn't want us to look back and perspective. He wants us to, oh, to no, say. Oh no, no, Kevin. He please. wants us to say. Oh, oh, is Dak Prescott going to be I the number one we quarterback? Of bring, week. bring
1: some, bring some Eddie LeBaron talk to the table. Yeah, Eddie oh, LeBaron. Evan. I believe we were talking about Kellen Moore and the fact and
3: what he brings to the table and what you saw in him and how that compared with with Tony Romo when oh. he came up and f- for some reason you jumped in to decide because it didn't happen in the last thirty minutes. No one would want to hear about Did, that. Uh, wait,
2: wait, wait. Didn't I? Make both
3: of you promise before we got on
2: the air that we would all get I along. I believe this that week. Evan
1: started that. I am a hipster, That's and I need, that. I need immediate gratification. Yeah, 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 yeah. you're an idiot. Babe, you have two boys.
2: Does this go on? Did this go on in the Laufenberg home when the boys started to get into it?
0: Oh, absolutely. But the difference is, we would then the wrestling would start. We never touched <laughs> no, we never punched each other. We, didn't, we never punched each other. I never punched any of my brothers. No, no. They, they were wrestling no, 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 that's, we, we had, Yeah, We did the
3: same thing. There were three boys. No, but and, yeah, I, I know you and your yeah. brothers.
2: I was talking yeah. about your two sons. Did you ever have to separate them? Uh, I,
0: I think twice. Twice I've had to separate them. We may we yeah. may need
3: you to come down here. That's and Separate good. these two guys. Oh, I, I think the point is is that you, what you were talking about with Keller Moore and with these other guys is that you have to look at what other quarterbacks brought to the table when when they were here and what you, what you saw in them and and, and if it, they see anything differently. So uh, it, the number one thing about quarterbacks to me coming out of college is, and this is the this is the indictment of Dak Prescott is the fact he's not real accurate. And then it's hard to teach accuracy. Now I've seen some people say it's a matter of mechanics with him, and that he would—you uh, y- y- can correct those mechanics. What is your opinion about that?
0: Well, Evan, I think you can. Head, yeah, I think you can fine-tune mechanics, no question. And it, it's funny, probably for another day. But I've really delved into the whole quarterbacking thing, and I, I see some of the things that they're being taught, and I, I, I let me. Let me, let me retract here. I, I talked to an offensive coordinator, NFL offensive coordinator, and, and a college offensive coordinator. At obviously, NFL, we know what NFL is, college, big-time school, okay? They said not only are they being overcoached, they're being overcoached the wrong way. So all these quarterback gurus out there, and there, there's a million. You know, I just saw again, and I don't mean George Woodfield's an easy target, right? But I just my son sent me a thing, and got, he's got guys dropping back into the ocean with a tennis ball. Okay.
1: I mean, and, and maybe there's. Uh, you never really, know what the
3: what the plumbing situation
1: might be at an NFL stadium. Well, particularly in Oakland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although I guess but, we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Well, maybe. Well,
0: one too. I, I, number one, I hate the word "arm talent." Now we've got to talk about arm talent. When did when did it say, saying a guy had a good arm? Can not we just say he has a good arm? But That's, if you say he has arm talent, it sounds like you know more than the rest of the people out there, right? Yes. Arm talent. What yeah. the yeah. hell? Yeah. Arm talent. You know, hey, uh, Zeke Elliott has. Lake talent. Yes, he does. Okay. He, he has, has good, good leg talent. Lake talent.
1: Yeah. Arm but, talent but, but, arm but, is a stupid I hate manufactured it.
3: jargon word. But that's just like baseball did that when they went from, uh, lo, started talking about location instead of, uh, you know, pitch ability. Yeah, pitchability. yeah. There's, a, well, there's a million things. The, the, the,
0: everybody another,
1: loves to do that.
0: This whole quarterback thing with, now we're into hand Kevin,
1: size, you have right ability. little.
0: <laughs> Very little. we hand size for quarterback.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's
0: the, way the Watch the way the ball comes out of the hand. Right. Just watch it come out. I'll never forget, I had a conversation. He's no longer here, but a cowboy personnel guy, and he was in love with Richard Bartell. And I said, Matt Moore is the better quarterback. And he said, No, but Bartell, Matt Moore has small hands.
3: Oh, my and God. I'm Did like, he really say that?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got into a big discussion on, and I'm like, Just watch the way the ball comes out of his hand. Right. You know, so of course, and nothing against. Richard Bartell, hey, it's a tough league, obviously. <laughs> but Matt Moore is still playing in the NFL. Cowboys are now trying to sign him. When I, even at the time, I was vociferous in my defense that they've got to keep Matt Moore on the roster. You've got to figure out a way to start grooming some guys. So there have been guys come through here.
1: I don't know, um, babe. Hand size has become a real issue in the political process. So it's well, clear yeah, it's sure. significant. So Someone some uh,
0: uh. wants to know hand size as well. But So, Goff, he's got nine inch hands, right? Or measured at nine inches, blah, blah, blah. You know now, okay. Then he won't be able to throw the wet ball. Well, if we were going to put a wet ball in Detroit and hands and work him out, he would have never been drafted,
1: right? He had uh, a lot of problem with
0: that. Yeah. It, so what, what, what are we doing with hand size? Just watch the way the guy throws the ball. I agree. I we we overanalyze
1: him. everything, and the oh. NFL is is more guilty of it than even baseball. No, no, no. no, well, now, now
0: we we also kept hearing how can Carson Wentz make that transformation? Right? Can he? And there's a guy that throws it straight, by the way smart throws it straight he was my number one guy I, I, I liked I loved him and we'll see where it all goes but Carson Wentz right can he can he handle big time offense this and that he you know making that leap here's a little number for you he is the fifth number five non-FBS. now it was called something else before that you know
1: division a's one yeah, division
0: two and yeah one double a and blah 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 but he's the fifth non-fbs quarterback since 1979 to be drafted in the first round now that's tony's division as well tony romo they've only taken five of those guys in the first round Just three of them joe flacco steve mcnair phil sims pretty good all all three of them got to Super Bowls. two won them they all went to pro bowls and the other one was ken o'brien who had a he was pretty good. You know, I would call it a pretty, pretty decent career with the New York Jets up there. Oh, so, well, they, t- they
2: they took him over. I believe Dan Marino
0: is that that draft. Well, every, they, everybody yeah. was taking over Dan Marino. That yes, guy. they were. The yes, they were. Yes, they were. He was the last pick. Did you know though? This this might be an interesting stat for you. There was a kid at in Indiana that threw for more yards and had a higher completion percentage in his senior year than Dan Marino had in his senior oh, year. Oh, and Don, I, I, I,
2: I, what was his yeah. name?
0: I was Babe Wolfenberg and Don Trula screwed it up.
3: And I think he's regretted it ever since. I'm sure he has. Since. I'm sure he has. Now, babe, we we didn't uh, we haven't talked to you since the draft, and, and you just said that you would have taken Carson Wentz as, as a quarterback. He was your favorite quarterback. Uh, yeah. And, and as the draft fell, of course, the Wentz and Jared Goff were both gone by the time the Cowboys picked, and, and uh, I was stunned that the Chargers took Uh, uh, Joey Bosa with the third pick. I didn't see that coming at all. So then that left the Cowboys with their choice. They could either take Zeke Elliott or Jalen Ramsey, and of course they took Zeke Elliott. What would you have done in that position?
0: You know, I had stated before the draft that Zeke Elliott, if if available, because it it, it looked like it was going to be I don't want to say the leftover, but it looked like Ramsey would go three to the Chargers, or even they were talking Tunsil at that time, and who knows what would have happened, but I I, I did like the fact that their feet were to the fire, that they had both of the guys that they were kind of targeting, and so it wasn't a situation where you said, well, whoever San Diego doesn't take, we will take. Uh, But I liked Elliott, and I stated so in my Dallas Morning News live chat that I would go Elliott just because I think he could have a big impact. And the other thing is a lot of teams are looking for, let's face it, Cleveland is looking for a blueprint for success, right? And they don't have one. They they know they need a quarterback, on and on. They don't have a blueprint for success. The Cowboys do. And all they have to do is go back two years to 2014 and say, I wonder what it would look like if we had this back where we could kind of just pound the ball and, oh, wait a minute. Oh, we had that. We had it two years ago. So I think getting back to that was real easy for them to do.
3: Now, how did you feel about – all right, and I, and I'll have to say I, I didn't have a problem with that pick either. I, and I said this before the draft; they even yeah. though that wasn't your pick. Uh, well, no, it wasn't my pick, but I didn't think that's, I was saying who they would take. Uh, it, it, in my mind, if they had gotten Bosa, Elliott, or Ramsey, any of those three was a fine pick. You know, I, I didn't have a problem with any of those three.
0: I, yeah, I still, and, and I looked, I look, I looked at it this way, and I think the Cowboys did it well, did as well. Um, Bosa is going to be a solid NFL player, right? I mean, he's going to be solid. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Elliot has a chance to, honestly, be something crazy special. Yes. And I, I, again, I, when I when I was talking about Elliot, and people said, "Well, you don't need Elliot because that offensive line will make an average back good," and I said, "Yeah, but why not make a great back a Hall of Famer?" Right. And 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 that could happen. Well, I mean, I fame, but,
3: that's absolutely know, right. Because that's because here's the true. thing. Five years from now, what people will look back, if he's got 7,500 yards five years from now, oh, people will yeah. say, oh, my gosh, you know, it's a no brainer. Why? Of course you took him. You, know, you, and you right, and the, know, then the worst thing could have been to say we didn't take him because, you know, the Cowboys signed Alfred Morris. I mean, how, how bad would that sound? Right. Oh. You know, you Awful. sound like idiots then. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> So, so let's, uh, let's go to the second-round pick then, uh, and, yeah. and this is the one that, that gave me pause here because it, it, it has nothing to do with Jalen Smith's ability to come back. Sure. Let's, let's say he comes back, and he's fine, and he ends up being just the player that they thought he was going to be. My problem with the pick is that you didn't play the game. You you, you didn't play the draft game where you maximize values, and, and, and as such is that that's the third pick of the second round, uh, if you want to take Jalen Smith, no one's taking him this high. That's practically a first-round pick. If you really want him that badly, trade down ten or fifteen picks, pick yourself up another third rounder or fourth rounder, and then take him. And now you've improved
1: yourself that but much. More. They were afraid
2: that the Patriots were interested, right. in right? But, but the, they could
3: Patriots could have traded down too,
2: and then they wouldn't have gotten
1: him. But uh, the, my right. problem with the Jalen Smith pick is they need some kind of immediate help on yes. the defensive side. They reached. They did not get that. Right. I think they've they've had themselves a fine long-term draft and and as we talk if about if he comes back and then there's still a question about it uh, well yeah i mean let, let's we're going to assume on the positive side yeah we just talked about ezekiel elliott and 7500 yards in five years and who knows maybe dak prescott is the guy who replaces romo uh those are fine long-term drafts but we're talking about a a, cl- a, a small window here of opportunity with romo being healthy and this line being intact They need something on the defensive side that's going to help them immediately, and they didn't get that with any of their top picks.
3: So what do you think about that second-round pick, Babe?
1: It was
0: a little too rich for me. Um, I I kind of agree with both sides of this. Um, But but the one thing is you can never, as you guys well know, you can never – think, well, we'll drag, We'll trade down 15 picks or 10 picks or even five picks, and we'll get the guy there. Right. You make your best judgment. Obviously, you're making an educated guess and saying, well, we don't think. And, and you're exactly right. I know that there was a fear that New England was taking Jalen Smith. But I, I always like John Elway's uh, answer to the question, are you trying to win now? Because he said, I'm trying to win now and from now after. So you, you have to – I think you get into trouble. When you start saying we need to win now, Tony's got this window. And the one thing I don't understand—and there's, trust me, there's no bigger Tony Romo fan than Babe Laufenberg. It's the old Bob Dylan Mr. line: they deceived, us in, they deceived us into thinking we had something to protect. What are we? What are you building? This is a team that has won one playoff game in six years. They've been to the playoffs once in six years. So what are we trying to prop up? It's not. This isn't. The Cowboys of the '90s, where I totally understood that we're going to keep an aging team and see if we can make one more run at it. So the notion that we've got to win—you know—we've got this window closing. The window's never been opened for this, team, has it? <laughs> no, so honestly. No I, I mean, right. I no, I think
3: you're right. mean, no, I think you're right. I think it's—I you know, I think it's, well, it's an excellent point. This isn't.
1: But Mavericks, does the or, the owner the op- That's correct, Evan. Go ahead. The, the owner operates smart. from a perspective of we do have a window right now. We do have an, imme- an immediacy and s- much of, much of their off season, their, their off season moves were geared more towards trying to get back to 2014 where they thought they had a window that had opened. Well,
0: yes, but here, here's the problem that you run into also. And, and obviously they lost Tony and for the most part, they lost Dez for the year too. He was, he was never a factor. Um, they thought they were a pass rusher away, right, from going to the Super Bowl. Last year. Whatever. Go Last year. Yeah. We're a pass rusher away. And so you, you you sign Hardy against really all evidence saying we shouldn't be signing this guy. And the head coach is trying to preach to the football team and the organization and everyone else we want the right kind of guy. And you, you bring in a Greg Hardy, who clearly is not the right kind of guy. I don't care i don't think anybody would say he's the right kind of guy so then that permeates throughout your football team and your locker room so anytime to me a team ever says we're one guy away in the nfl never works it goes back to free agency with andre rise and memory signed the big money deal kind of the first big money free agent and they were one player away one receiver away and just never works
3: uh, now, I, I want to go back to the point you made earlier, and it's, and it's absolutely true. Just because you trade down doesn't mean you're going to get that guy. But but my, but my addendum to that would be that and if I don't
1: get that guy, that's okay. Uh, my point is that the reason your, I'm – Your bigger I'm, deal is to get that guy on the defensive side yeah, you, in the second round. you
3: want to get – because here was the deal. They're, the two defensive ends, Ogba and uh, Kevin Dodd, both went bang, bang, one-two in the second round. Right. Apparently they were going to take – That surprised the Cowboys. I think it did. Yeah. They they thought one of those two guys was going to drop to them, and I think they would have been. I think they would have taken one of those two guys with the third pick of the second round, which would have been which would would have been good from what all we can tell. But my my point is is that what you have to be willing to do is that look, we don't see another defensive end we want to take right here. You know, we we don't like Charles Tapper. Here high in the in the in the third round, which apparently second, was right. was a good decision because no one else did either. Second round, second round. Second round I'm sorry, uh, no one else liked him there either. So so to me, you you trade down with the idea that look, we're going to trade down here, and if we can get the guy, if we can get Jalen Smith, great. If we can't get him, we'll get somebody else. We have somebody else All in right. mind. We'll take here and and we'll have picked up a third or fourth round pick or whatever we could have gotten for that. And to me, that's the way to play that. Not to go ahead and overspend because the most telling quote of the pre-draft and of course we already knew this was when jerry said every good thing i've ever gotten i overpaid for and 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 that it says everything about jerry it says the mm. quincy carter pick it, it it says you know uh well it
1: just says a He's it, a gambler. It's, no, it says dri- what his evaluation skills are. He no, doesn't no, no. understand he's, market. He, no, he's yeah, too that, old. To me, and, we, and when you're drafting, you have to understand
3: market. this is how the yeah. game is played, and this is the market for this guy right here. And even though we like him, we got to we have to be smart about.
1: And this. if Ogma and Dodd were the, clearly the two best defensive ends in the second round, and you needed that guy, maybe okay. you should trade it up for one of those. You had twenty four hours yeah. between the end of the first round and the start of the second round. To get yourself into a position to trade up two spots to get that, I game. think they did try to do that. Did they not, babe? Did you get that? I know they tried
3: to trade back up to get Paxton Lynch. I know they tried to trade. Uh, they were gonna, they we're gonna trade back up into the bottom of the second to try to get Jalen Smith if they had taken one of those two defensive ends in the top of the of the second round. So Well
0: tried to trade. Yeah, tried to trade up to get Paxton Lynch. Right, and Denver beat him to the punch there, and then also tried to trade up for the Michigan State quarterback.
3: Yes, Connor Cook. Yes. And-
0: Connor Cook, and right Wish before they did. them. and they had a deal with. I mean, they they thought they had a deal with Cleveland. They thought the deal. They thought they had a deal, uh, Cleveland ends up sending it to the Raiders, and and off they go and take Connor Cook. But yeah, they, it was a interesting. I, I just think that draft. I'm not a big fan of the draft itself because I always say, look, we are gonna nine guys are going to come to camp. Seven guys are going to come to camp. Whatever it is, and we're going to look at them. So I don't need to look at 300 players so to speak, but I, I do think the drama of the draft, and you think you've got a deal, and you don't, and the whole Jalen Smith, and there's New England going to take him, and it's just a fantastic, fantastically entertaining soap opera.
1: Yes, so, it is. Uh, the other
0: thing about, let, let me just, I'm going to backtrack a little bit here, but I'll put this into context with the Jalen Smith draft pick. Okay, every, everybody agrees he, he would have been a mm-hmm. top ten player. I won't right. go top five, but I'll go top ten and he, he's going to be a tremendous NFL player if he hadn't had the knee, blah, blah, blah. They think, obviously, that he can come back from that knee injury. Uh, Well-documented, Dan Cooper, local orthopedic surgeon, did the surgery. So I don't want to say they have inside information, but they certainly have a trust factor there. Jason Garrett was in Miami when they were going to sign Drew Brees, or had looked at it. There were two teams interested in Brees. It was Miami, and it was New Orleans. They didn't pass true breeze on the physical. They didn't know that he had come off a shoulder injury. They didn't know if that thing was going to heal. The doctors basically didn't pass him. They didn't want to give out that $15 million signing bonus. And off he goes to New Orleans. <laughs> and we, we know what happened there. So the Dolphins end up signing Dante Culpepper. Now, who would like to be the guy that stood up on the room and say, you know, I think we'll take Dante and we'll pass on Breeze because of that shoulder. So I, I think... And I know that Jason was a huge, Jason Garrett was a huge Jalen Smith fan. I know he loved him, loved everything about him, playing, character, on and on. I think in the in the back of his mind, he said, I've been down this road before where we didn't think Drew Brees was going to come back. And just think of the difference of those two organizations and how it would have been rewritten for both Miami and New Orleans if Drew Brees had signed with Miami.
2: Absolutely. Are you, do you think this was Jason's call? Was he Was he, was he the... Uh provocative was he was he the impetus for this for this? The,
1: the <laughs> w <What>? Yeah.
0: <laughs> the I, impetus. I, I do know I do know that that Jason Garrett was totally on board with that pitch. So this sometimes you look at it and you say, Well, that was Jerry. Like the Manziel deal. Okay? Jason wanted no part of Johnny Manziel. Two years ago or whatever, you know, in that he wanted no part of Johnny Manziel. And we all know Jerry's love affair with Johnny. So Obviously, the the staff somebody went out in in, in that, and we, we know they took Zach Martin. Uh, I know that Jason was on board with Jalen Smith. This was not a Jerry. I'm going to take Quincy Carter. Everybody looks around the room saying, "What? <laughs> right. You know, this was this this was a Jason Garrett pick."
3: Right. you brought up Johnny Manziel's name. Uh, I was at, at the courthouse the other day uh, when Johnny was there and uh, and met the judge. What,
0: did you guys happen to have a hearing together? Or? No, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I was there in go. there, you know, you
3: know. You it were being, being arraigned at you. the same time? You you know me, babe. You, you, you can't, you know. I, I got a, a bail bondsman on call. Uh, uh, well, I always, uh, I
0: always like the Bill the Bill Murray. You guys saw Stripes undoubtedly. Oh yeah. When they he's, he's at the recruiting office for whatever it was, the Marines, and they said, "Have you ever been?" Re- Convicted
1: of a felony. He, <laughs> he said, said convicted? convicted? Yeah. No, yeah.
0: not
3: convicted. <laughs> well, that was great. It's a great lie, convicted. So anyway, yeah. and while I'm there, and, and I have to say I'm embarrassed to say I did not make this link at the time. Not until later did I make the link. But when I talked to David Wells, who we know well, is uh, yeah. one of Barry's best friends, uh, yeah. a, a fun guy. My he's personal a bail bondsman. He is a bail bondsman. He was kind of... Uh, not the, really. Not technically. He's not. Let's, let's, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. But anyway, uh, and, and as the guy... So he, who, he
0: has he has more power in the local court system than the, I guess, now nine people that sit on the court, or excuse me, eight people that sit on the court in Washington. Apple. Let, <laughs> let me tell you something. I, I,
3: was, I stood there in the lobby. Just keep his number in your wallet. I stood there in the lobby of Frank Crowley. I couldn't tell you how many people in the 15 minutes we talked to each other, judges, clerks, yeah. you know, sheriffs, deputies, who came by and said hello to him. Uh, everybody. Yeah. He's, he was the mayor of Frank Crowley. So, at, at any rate... Well, you
0: are uh, alive. They were,
3: you know what they were saying, Barry? Hey, can you introduce me to Kevin Sherrington? Yeah, yeah right. no, that was not it. So, so, at any rate, it, it, when I asked him, I said, uh, you know, how did you get here? And he goes, well, someone, someone referred me over here, and he wouldn't say who it was. And so I did not make the connection at the time. But as we know... Jerry Jones has a very close relationship with David Wells, uh, right. and it, it occurred to me: Do you think it's possible that Jerry said to David Wells, "Hey, go over there and see if you can see if you can kind of get in with with Johnny and see if you can help him out"? And and, and, and I think on two on two ways. You've totally one, lost Evan here. Evan is not even paying attention. No, he never at pays attention. One is because. He, he, he genuinely likes Johnny, and he would like to help Johnny out. But two, obviously, well, that's for his own. That's, that's not the answer, Kevin. Well, no, but I think it's possible. No. But he, the answer is, is number two, that this is a guy, if he, we can get him straightened out, he'll play for the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Um, I don't think Jerry has washed his hands of Johnny. I think the rest of the NFL has.
3: I think you're but exactly I think, right. Yeah. Um, I'll
0: go back. Johnny... Is the quarterbacking version of the receiver Roy Williams? I remember talking to Matt Millen, um after the trade for Roy, and Roy was still on the team. And he said Jerry's been bugging him for years about Roy. Well,
2: uh, Matt, Matt Millen. You, this is when Matt Miller was the general manager of the Lions. The Lions is that yes? No, okay. Well, he
0: yeah, he was general. He, he pulled. The, he orchestrated that trade. But at this time, Matt was now back in TV. He was okay. fired from that. Okay, I just wanted to but, see
2: everybody know what we're talking about.
0: Jerry, Jerry kept Jerry never, maybe going back to where was he Permian or Permian? Or Dessa, yeah, this he was or I mean, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe going back to then. Uh, Jerry never lost his love affair with Roy Williams, and That's it just continued. That's and they gave up. They gave up a one and a three uh, for him, obviously, <laughs> which was just disastrous. <laughs> uh, but he just never lost that love affair. So I wish Jerry liked me that much. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, but, I mean, I think I think the love affair with Johnny. I don't think there's anything. Hey, it's he, he's got love for Johnny like you guys have with your children. Yeah. it's unconditional.
3: I it's, think you're right. It's unconditional. I think there's something wow. about Jerry. He he. he loves another, the by bad the way, boys. there's another
2: headline for the uh, the blog, uh, the Dallas Morning yeah. News blog. Jerry love for Johnny, unconditional. There you I go. I think it is. I Would think, think I think you're
0: right. I think I think. Jerry's love for Roy Williams was unconditional because no matter what he had done in the NFL, he looked at it and said, I. He just remembered. He remembered something about Roy that he really, really
3: liked. I had to say this when I saw Roy at Texas. I thought he was misused there, as as all wide receivers are at, at UT sure. for the most part. Uh, and, and I, but I did see him make a couple of catches that were unbelievable. And I, and I just, I did think, and and there was something about Roy that I liked uh, too. I had to say I was pretty guilty. I thought that a one and a three was too much to give up for him, but I was pretty guilty.
0: Well, too. yeah, and Roy was a talent. I'm not, I'm not knocking Roy Williams. He was a talented receiver and player, and he wasn't. He wasn't
1: worth a one and a three. No. No, you know, he's he not just, worth he a one and a three.
0: He wasn't worth a one. He wasn't worth... And not as bad Kevin, as the
1: Joy Galloway trade, though. Kevin, is this the, this the perspective that you speak of? Or is, is this Evan is so bored, he's asleep. Seriously, you cannot room. talk
3: about any player... Because here's the deal. Because, you know, we know what, what Dak Prescott's going to be, right?
1: We know for sure. Right, <laughs> right now, Dak Prescott is a blank slate, and we can look at the we can we can just talk about all this stuff, and we have no idea.
3: Because here is one of the things that we can say about the uh, having a guy on uh, a rookie. Yes, because how takes much lot, why,
1: It takes a lot. Now we talked to look about back, Dak
3: Prescott. How he's much practice time? How much practice time is Dak Prescott going to get,
0: babe? That's a good question because they're going to have to groom a backup. They won't be grooming him as a backup. No. and they will be. I still think there'll be another veteran quarterback come in, compete with Kellen Moore for the backup job, and then they'll be grooming Dak along the way. And, yeah, this is going to be a, Process. for me, effectively a redshirt year for Dak Prescott, which right. is fine. You know, And you got to develop them. And the notion that these guys, any of them, are really ready to go play NFL football, they're just not, no matter where you take them. I always remember, I go back to my, my son. He was 16, my older son. He was getting his driver's license, but he was in driver's training, hadn't turned 16 yet. I told his driver's instructor, that name Bubba. He was an old football coach, great guy, and he was a Bubba. He was a Bubba, and I said, and he brought him back, and I said, because I'll never forget. I said, Joe Willie, okay, we're on the tollway, right? I said, we're going to get off at Royal here. He puts on the left blinker and moves into the left lane on the tollway (laughs) to get off. And I said, I said, whoa! I said, no, 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 it's. It's the uh, right. I said you will never be. You, when you get off a highway or a freeway, you will never be in a left lane to get off. Did, and, I, and, and he's a day away from getting his license. Were, were, you, were you calm?
2: Were you, did you just say it that way, or were you screaming at the time?
0: <laughs> uh, no, it was so. It was so outrageous that this kid was about to get his license that it was. You know how sometimes you just shake your head.
1: Yes, that's what I'm doing, so doing right so now. Infringer. That is you're that so is infringer
2: exactly infringer. what I am doing. Wait a, right minute, now. wait a minute. Were you going north no. or south on the tollway? <laughs> Does it matter?
0: Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter, exactly. Now, so I said to Bubba, his driver's training, his instructor, I said, Bubba, he's not ready to drive. And he said, But hell, babe, none of them are ready to drive. <laughs> so he, he, he got all these kids. He got all these kids that he turned loose and they finished it and they signed off on it. And he knew they weren't ready to drive. Well, that's these quarterbacks. I don't care if it stopped, went. We all know Troy Aikman went 0 11 his rookie year. How none of them are ready to play quarterback?
3: No, they so, are not. So how, how many of them no, are no, going to no. play? Who's going to Who's going to play? Is, is Carson Wentz going to start from day one?
0: Wow, that's a that that quarterback situation up there is so funky with Bradford and I mean Chase Daniel. Uh, he will not start day one. Uh, I can see Golf starting day one. But the best thing to me that could ever happen to a guy is not to have to start day one.
3: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'll never
0: forget. We we played New Orleans in '89. It was the opener. It was Troy First NFL start. We get shut out 28 to nothing. I think we had 120 yards total off at swear. And I said to him after the game, though, I said, Troy, the good thing about this game is every blitz that you will see in the NFL, you just saw in one day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, New Orleans, had, New Orleans had obviously the whole offseason and training camp and all to get ready for us. And, and I swear, they, they, they threw every blitz, and he was, he was a lost soul. He'd be the first to tell you that, but anybody would be. So there's a guy, top of the draft, Hall of Fame quarterback, out of a big program, right, two-year starter at UCLA, on and on and on, and had no chance. So none of them are ready.
1: Well, babe, I, I I appreciate your your information, and we really do appreciate this oh, walk yes. down memory lane. Put the hook on you, babe. <laughs> Here comes the hook. Oh. Here comes the hook. You and know. tales from driver's ed.
2: And Holy Kevin's
1: cow. reminiscences about... Uh, obscure cowboys quarterbacks of the past. I'd like to just apologize
3: up. on on behalf of Barry and I for Evan's comments right now, babe. But well,
0: we like to run the gamut here. We do. We, you know, we're, we're, you we're, know? We're, we're guys
3: and we're 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 interesting people. You know? Nah, as a, we're, we're,
1: as we're, to
2: we're
3: Renaissance men.
1: Yes we are. Evan. That's right. And what, Kevin would like to talk about some of the people who lived during the Renaissance. Uh, <laughs> look next. at Evan. All right, so next,
0: next time the next time I'm invited on, I want to break down uh, Cover 2 Man, and then we'll break down the Tampa 2 defense and the under tackle, and that'd be that'd be a lot of fun.
1: Oh, I thought you guys would want to, like, do some <laughs> Efren Herrera talk or something like that.
2: Statue of Liberty. Could you break – Evan thinks you want to break down the
1: Statue of Liberty.
2: Oh, uh, that's great. That's
1: one of America's monuments. No, I'm talking about the I'm football on. play, Evan.
2: Evan, Evan if, if you need to throw a punch in the last 24 hours – Evan doesn't want to talk about it. No, yeah, Evan, has,
1: Evan has national network stuff to do. Oh, okay. oh pardon us. Babe, you've part- been great. We appreciate you coming and being on
3: with us again. It's always great to have you on. Uh, I lo- love your perspective on everything. And, and you know, and let us know, uh, because we never know when you might be taking off on another career. No, no. Let us know when that's going to happen. Let us know when, when are the Loffenberg boys are driving down the toll. Yeah, that's, that's,
2: all that's all what, what I to do. Do us that first. Thank you.
0: Hey, very quickly too. Since your Statue of Liberty, Rosina Rossi, my mother, was processed through Ellis Island, she was five years old. Came over from Italy when Benito Mussolini came to power. Wow!
2: Look at that.
0: And yeah, I got a little.
2: And I thought you were German. What did what did I know? Well, babe.
0: Well, my mom, my mom was born in Italy. And Evan, you can look up Benito Mussolini. He was an (laughs) Italian (laughs) dictator back in the day.
1: Don't Google him. Yeah, no kidding. Evan,
2: what did Evan and Benito Mussolini have? It's in common. You know what they the look alike? They like both called us. They of both
1: called us Il Duce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Most <laughs> uh, people just call you douche, though. Oh. I think. Oh. Babe, thanks for being thanks, with babe. us. Babe, we'll see. All right, goodbye, babe. That was great. You, you guys. I got to tell you,
2: that's an ender. We call that in the radio. The Thank you for dragging me through cowboy
1: quarterback history.
3: Oh, Evan!
1: You know you don't like any history. I love history. No. All right, can we say goodbye now? No. What other what what podcasts do we have? Oh, my oh come God. on, just tell us. All right, we have um, we have one. Po- we have another podcast that's about some stuff, <laughs> and then there's one other podcast about some that. Other- that
2: would be we have the Ranger podcast about uh,
1: the Rugio Durr situation. The yesterday. punch.
2: The punch. We'll call it the Punch podcast. We
1: have C.J. Yeah. Nitkowski of MLB Network. And Fox Sports talking about Rugnet Odor and everything that was involved in the Rangers. And and who else did we have? What was the name of the boxing trainer we had on? I don't know. You don't know. Derek James. It was terrific. We also had Barry Trammell from the Daily Oklahoman to talk about Big 12 expansion, the future of the Big 12, why these teams can't get along, and... The future of whether or not Yeshiva will be in the Big Twelve. That's so he, for we, talk, this we can talk week, about
3: Yeshiva, but we can't talk about Cowboys quarterbacks. For this week, oh I'd like gosh. to say
1: goodbye to everybody for Barry and Kevin. So long.
3: Bye. Bye bye.